0: Hello everyone and welcome to Coffee Break. I'm your host, Leon L. In tonight's discussion, we're going to be talking about the haunting of New York's infamous Dakota building. Uh, this hotel was built sometime in the 1800s and the people that stay there, they said they saw a uh, ghost uh, walking around uh, Victorian age uh, kind of attire, that women wear kind of attire, the Victorian age. Um... Also, that was the place that John Lennon had lost his life to in 1980. He was shot in front of that building. Uh, But as the story goes, it says, New York City is chock full of famous buildings, Empire State, the Flatiron Chrysler Building, and St. Patrick's. You've seen one or all of these buildings, either in personal or in movies, a million times. Uh, There's landmarks the likes of which few other cities have. There are so many strange and interesting stories about uh, these man made wonders. That you can head o- on over to Amazon and buy yourself some books about them if you want. Uh, it says don't do that though. At least not yet. Uh, finish reading this article first. Then maybe a few more of the wonderful pieces we have here at uh, Blumhouse.com. Then head o- then head over to Amazon. Uh, it says one of the most interesting buildings in Manhattan is certainly is certainly a landmark though it doesn't come up as often as many of the others, possibly because this building is a landmark not for its height uh, or its grandeur, but because of the darkness that surrounds it. Built between 1880 and 1884, the the Dakota started off as a building alone in what was at the time an empty area of an island of Manhattan. Today we call the area the Upper West Side and is far from empty. Um, It says, it goes on to say, uh, now you may know the Dakota because that uh, was where Lane Cummings lived in the epic novel series The Babysitter's Club, or you may know it as the exterior of the Bramford from Rosemary's Baby, but to to most people, the Dakota is best known for being the last home of John Lennon, as we discussed in a previous piece. Lennon was tragically shot and killed outside of the Dakota in 1980. What we didn't discuss there was the sightings of Lennon's ghost at the Dakota since his death. Um, It goes on to say the most famous story of Lennon's ghost appearing at the Dakota was told by Yoko Ono, as the story goes. Yoko, who lived at the Dakota for 20 years after Lennon's death, saw the spirit of the musical god sitting at his piano. Lennon turned to Yoko and said, Don't be afraid, I am still with you, before vanishing. Their first reported sighting of Lennon's ghost was in 1983 when Jerry, Joey Harrow and Amanda Moore spotted the Beatles standing at the entrance of, entrance of the Dakota. Uh, Haro, it says Haro claimed that Lennon was surrounded by an ominous light, and Moore said that she almost walked up to Lennon. But the look on his face suggested that he wasn't in the mood to talk to strangers. I suppose being shot in the back five times by a stranger would make you weary. I'm going to stop for a minute and just imagine if they would have had smartphones like they have now. Smartphones in that time. Do you think it would actually got the picture of John Lennon real clear? I mean, the way they got cameras now, you can capture almost anything. You know, the higher megapixel, the better quality it's going to be. You already get orbs. But just imagine if they can get a picture of John Lennon during that time in the early 1980s. Um, It goes on to say, before his death, John Lennon claimed to have his own paranormal experiences in the Dakota. Lennon told tales of seeing a spirit he called the crying lady walking the halls of the building. The going theory is that Lennon and others who have seen this crying lady are seeing the ghost of uh, Elise Vaisley, who managed, who managed the Dakota through the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Elise, who was uh, way into the paranormal herself, believed that she had uh, psychiatric, uh, psychiatric, psychiatric uh, powers and was a major player on the uh, movement. Uh, paranormal movement as is uh as is often the story when it comes to ghosts mrs veasley suffered a great tragedy when her son was hit by a truck outside the dakota the boy died and by all accounts mrs veasley was never the same again she took to being extra nice and extra protective of the children that lived in the da- in the dakota uh maybe that is why she still walks the halls today She just wants to make sure all the kids are doing okay. Or maybe she's trying to help the young girl. Um, There's a story about this young girl here. It says the young girl has been a resident of the Dakota for years. Or for ages. Well, years, ages. First seen by painters, it is reported that the young girl wears a yellow uh, dress that nearly matches her blonde hair, white stockings, and black leather shoes and silver bucklings. She bounces a red ball down the halls and often is seen entering or exiting closets. When the painters first saw the young girl, she looked at them and proclaimed, it's my birthday, before disappearing down a hall. Not long after, one of the painters died when he fell off of a scaffolding and down a stairwell. Everyone decided to blame the young girl, though I think that is a little rash. John Painter was an electrician working on the Dakota in the late nineteen thirties. The wiring of the building was, according to Painter, pretty crazy with bits and, and uh, bobs he had never seen before. Often Painter would take pieces of uh the circuitry home and try to figure them out. Uh it was late one night when Painter while Painter was in the basement of the of the Dakota working on one of these weird pieces when he came across the weirdest thing he, did, he ever did see. From out of the shadows of the basement came a short uh, man. The short man wore a frock coat and a wing collar. He had small, steel-rimmed glasses that were held up by a, a very large nose. A well-kept a beard could not hide the very fake-looking wig the short man wore. The short man walked up to Painter and angry glared at him for what, according to Painter, felt like minutes. Then, as if this were a normal thing to do, the short man pulled off his wig and violently shook it in Painter's face before vanishing. Painter had uh, four more runs-ins with this short wig ghost and never figured out who it was. Uh, if this spirit didn't look uh, a whole hell of a lot like Edward uh, Cabot Clark. The man who built the Dakota. Apparently Clark, who died before the Dakota was finished, wasn't all that jazzed about his electrician screwing with his building. Um, it goes on to say Mr. Clark wasn't the only guy to, ups, to be upset with changes to the uh, Dakota. Uh, Joe Mensner, considered the greatest set designer of the golden age of Broadway, lived in the D- Dakota for years. Menzner died in a uh, cab outside of the Dakota in 1976. He was on his way back from visiting his doctor, who was clearly not very good, and by all accounts, he was not happy about it. A lot of people died in front of that Dakota building. Uh, In the weeks following Menzner's death, workers at the Dakota were... uh, uh, Beside by something uh, throwing items around the basement, Wilbur Ross, a tenant of the building at the time, was called into the basement by a porter who saw a shovel fly off its spot on the wall and land in the middle of the room. Some 20 feet away, not, not long after, bags of garbage started to fly about the basement. While Wilbur was not present for these moments, he claimed to have seen a large iron bar come off the wall by its own accord and fly at him, landing at his feet. Wilbur attempted to lift the bar, but found it was too heavy for him. I imagine Wilbur stayed out of the basement after that. The most frightening possible spirit at the Dakota is one of the most ominous names, the Phantom of the Dakota, where it was like the Phantom of the Opera. Sometimes called the Mad Slasher, this possible spirit never hurt anyone, though not for lack of trying. It started when people noticed that someone was vandalizing the newly installed elevators, which were uh, designed by Joe Melsner before his death. Uh, the elevators were being attacked with what seemed to be a knife. Giant slashes ran through the panel walls too high to have been done by a child and so deep that whoever was doing it had to be very strong. Every week, the panels would be replaced, only to be slashed up a few days later. As this was going on, odd piles of shredded paper were found in the halls of the ninth floor, piled up in a fashion that suggested someone was looking to start a fire. Residents began to become suspicious of each other, as one may expect rumors spread about who was behind all this. Things reached a boiling point when a can of paint fell from the roof into the courtyard just barely missing a tenant. The strangest part of it was that there was no painting or remodeling happening at the time. There was no reason for a can of paint to be on the roof. People began to wonder, did that paint can fell or was it thrown? Was there a murder at the Dakota? The only way to know for sure was to get real weird with it. A group of residents of the building took it upon themselves to set up a secret spy club. They would set themselves up in the hiding spots and, with binoculars, watch the uh, comings and goings between the various buildings. All they found were multiple spouses who were having affairs. Uh, The Phantom of the Dakota seemed to disappear as quickly as he appeared. Some believe that it was that old Bald shorty Mr. Clark coming back once more unhappy with the new elevators. The most recent events I could find documentation for came from the uh, Weinsteins. According to Frederick Weinstein and his wife Suzanne, there's a whole lot of activity in their apartment at the Dakota. It started with the sound of footsteps in their dining room, as if someone was frantically pacing back and forth. It seems that this pacing spirit has something against Frederick, who has found himself repeatedly injured in the dining room. Uh, Chairs have been pulled out from under him. He has been pushed by someone who wasn't there. And on multiple occasions, it has seemed like the rug has been pulled from under his feet. One night on his way home, Frederick looked up to his living room window and was shocked to see the lights were on. Even more shocking to him was that the light was coming from a crystal chandelier Seeing as there was no chandeliers in the Weinstein's apartment, Freddy checked again, making sure he was looking at the third-floor corner window that was his home. Still, the crystal chandelier hung in place, lighting up the room. When Frederick entered the, his apartment, it was dark, and sure enough, there was no crystal chandelier. Possibly the creepiest thing to happen to Frederick happened shortly after he played with his children. Frederick and his kids were goofing around with a Ouija style game that uses lettered tiles instead of the board and pointer. During the game, the spirit message suggested that the Weinsteins were in contact with the ghost of a little girl, possibly the young girl that got wrongfully blamed for the death of a painter in the 30s. When the game was done, Frederick Pohl put all the pieces away stacking the word tiles on a bookshelf. Days later, Frederick found two of the word tiles in the pockets of his suit. He came across a third tile in the eyeglass case. The three tiles were ICU. Is the Dakota haunted? Maybe. One thing we know for sure is that someone hated the redesigned elevators and a painter died tragically. It certainly has all the pieces of a good haunting. Many of the residents as well as workers of the Dakota seem to think the ghosts are real. Film, film critic Rex, uh, Rex Reed shortly after moving to the building once confined in a doorman that all the previous tenants of the Dakota, he would have most liked to meet Boris Karloff. The doorman, being very good at his job, kept looking straight ahead and said in a calm, cool voice, he'll be back, just wait and see. Oh, I tell you, that's an interesting story. A lot of uh, tragic uh, accidents and deaths happened there at the, at the uh, thing there, the, um, dakota building a lot of old 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 building there um i want to thank everyone so what do, what do you think do you think the uh that uh, dakota uh, building is haunted uh just something to think about you might be able to find some of this stuff on youtube they have put everything on youtube uh, but i want to thank everybody for stopping in to the coffee break this evening and everybody have a safe and wonderful evening good night